You are now turned in to the dopest college radio station. UCM the beat. Keep it locked. U C M the beat. Time to turn off that television. Switch off those streaming channels. And well, while we're at it, put down that book. It's time for another episode of Central Storytellers. On this show, brought to you every Sunday at 6 p.m., we bring some of the best radio dramas produced by the students at the University of Central Missouri. Good evening. I'm your host, Shannon Johnson. Every week, you'll hear from our current UCM students, as well as some have already graduated from our hallowed halls. This week, you'll be hearing from three current students and one recent graduate as they share their stories. We have a complicated relationship, some thrillers and intrigue, and a little comedy to end it off for you today. If you're a fan of all things that go bump in the night, haunted houses, and ghost stories, you'll love this next one. You've heard of Snakes on a Plane? Then you'll enjoy Taylor Horn's Snakes in a Closet. Valentine's Day, a day of candy, hearts, and expressing how you feel to the one you love. Except at the Holden Horror House. Hello? Allison, baby, don't go in the closet, okay? Oh, I think you have the wrong number. Stop My- crying, honey. I know you're scared. I'm coming home right away. What? I'm very confused. Just stay put. Don't move. I'm coming. What the? Bree. What? I just got the most off-putting phone call. What do you mean? What did they say? It was a man saying not to go in the closet. Well, yeah, I wouldn't go in the closet either, with your fashion choices. Stop, Bree. This is serious. The man sounded panicked. But he called me Allison. I think he was trying to get a hold of, like, his girlfriend or his wife. Well, you idiot. Did you tell him that he had the wrong number? Obviously, I tried, but he wasn't listening to me. And then he just hung up. I don't know why you're freaking out about this. I'm not freaking out about it, Bree. It's just weird. It made me feel really uneasy. I can't explain it. Talk to mom about it whenever she gets home. I'm trying to get high and forget about the fact that I'm now living in the hole of a house in a new town because our parents don't love each other anymore. It's Valentine's Day and our mother is out on a date with some truck driver. (coughs) Mom's going to smell that, you know. Mom's going to smell that, you know. You obviously don't know my stoner skills, kid. Just keep your mouth shut. Okay, it's the unknown number again. I bet it's the same guy, Bree. Listen. Hello? Jack. I'm sorry, who is this? Jack, I'm sorry. I can't do this anymore. No, listen, you have the wrong number. Do you need help? Is this Allison? The voices, Jack. They're taunting me. I know that this is what's best because the voices say so. I know I'm not the only one who can hear the closet snakes. They're slithers. I'm not crazy. I know I'm not crazy. What was that? Okay, now you understand. And the first phone call referenced the closet, too. What is going on? Listen, Haley, I don't know which one of your childish-ass freshman friends is pulling a prank on you, but tell those idiots to find something better to do. Prank calling on Valentine's Day? Really? Bree, no. I don't know any guys who would do this, okay? I can't think of a single guy in my grade who would be with a girl on Valentine's Day and be spending the night prank calling me instead of trying to lose his virginity, okay? I seriously feel uneasy. Maybe we should call the police. Oh yeah? And say what, huh? Some crazy girl called you about snakes talking in her closet 
and some man told you not to go in there, listen, I'm high and I'm not even being as paranoid as you. You need to chill out. It's an unknown number. I can't take this. Oh, my God. <laughs> Who's this? Is the closet still shut? Do you hear your mother? This isn't Allison. Does someone need help? You have the wrong number. Just stay away from the closet, okay? We're turning on Holden Street right now. Is this Jack? Oh, for Christ's sake. My sirens are off, so I don't scare your mother. Do you see my cop lights? Hold up. <laughs> yeah. We live on Holden Street. There's no cops here. Are you dumb? Or stupid, because I know that that blonde hair is fake. Bro, calm down. Why would you tell them that we live on Holden? Nice going. Okay, are you stupid? Whoever's prank calling you obviously knows where we live. I had a dude tell me our house has a dark past. Do you think I freaked out? They're literally just trying to spook you out, dude. Were the new kids living in a creepy old house? They're like hazing us. Did that hair bleach really go to your brain? What do you mean someone told you that our house has a dark past? <sighs> yep, Bree, you're high. And let your fat ass mouth say too much. Nice. Yeah, all right, Reefer Chiefer. Let me use your laptop. What are you doing? Trying to find some history on our house. Jesus, really? You. Oh my god. What? Look. What Haley had found was an article titled The Holden Horror House. It was published on a website dedicated to haunted places around mid Missouri. The article read. In 1985, a disturbing tragedy took place in the Holden House residence. Jack Huber, a cop in town, moved into the home in 1983 with his wife, Paula, and their daughter, Allison. But little did they know, demons were lurking in the dark corners of the Holden House. Jack said his wife started losing her mind after moving in. She would hear things that weren't real, talk to herself at night, and claim that there were snakes in her closet. The night of Valentine's Day, Jack Huber came home to his nine-year-old daughter and wife dead in their bedroom closet. Mrs. Huber had sliced their daughter's neck right before slicing her own. She called her husband Jack just moments before committing the heinous act. Upon finding his deceased family, Mr. Huber shot himself with the gun inside his holster. Bree's buzz was soon killed by the newfound information. The two girls were less stunned. They realized they had just became the new victims of the Holden Horror House. Did you know that millions of animals are either abused or abandoned every year in the United States? Donate to your local animal shelter today. And if you have room in your home, why not adopt a furry little friend to add to your family? Be a part of the change. Be a part of saving a helpless animal's life. In 2020, men died by suicide 3.88 times more than women. That number is way too high. That's why the National Suicide Prevention Hotline is available to all men. Call 988 if you are struggling. You're not alone. There is help. Have you ever had one of those days where you were just a little misunderstood? Where you and your supervisor just don't seem to be speaking the same language? Joanna Faustin brings us such a story in her radio drama, Miss Adelaide. Miss Adelaide, would you care for some more tea? Care? Why would I care about drinking tea? Miss Adelaide? No. I don't want tea. Wait, I didn't mean to shout. It isn't your fault. Perhaps there is something that I can help you with? Help me? Can you? No. No, it's too late and too early, all at the same time. I was born in the wrong era. I'm certain that there will be advancements made for those spoiled future generations where aging will be invisible when a 40-year-old woman will still look 20 without unwanted blemishes, zero lines, no drooping, puffiness, discoloration. Oh, God, I can't stand me anymore. 
You are a very beautiful woman, Miss Adelaide. Words. It's all just words. It's just to make me feel good. It's not real. You said I was beautiful? But you don't mean that. That's not the word that describes me. What's an honest word? I don't want a feel-good word. Give me some truth. You are very pretty. Pretty? No. No. Intriguing? Hmm. Intriguing. That's good. There's truth to that. It's not flattery, but yet honesty. I am intriguing. Hmm. There's a warmth to that word. Okay, good. I'll have my tea now. Thank you for, well, for helping me see me. Honestly? Yes, honestly. Miss? Yes? What about me? What about you? Oh, oh, yeah, you. Yes, well, soft. That's you. Soft. Soft. Yes. <sighs> Don't get down, dear. Soft is a very sound word. It means gentle. Perhaps I should have said gentle. I meant gentle. <sighs> Not everyone can be like me with my success. Accept what you have, dear. You're gentle. Of course. Miss Adelaide? What is it? I was wondering if it would be possible to get a raise. I've been really struggling this month. Oh, um, well, I don't think you particularly deserve that, do you? You haven't been doing much around here, and I don't really have the ability to spare that money this month. You understand, right? Yes, I... I understand. Here's your tea. something different? Roma! <coughs> oh, what did you do? Oh. Did you know that there were more than 62 million tons of paper products recycled in 2021? That is a lot of recycling. A lot of these paper products can be used to create new day-to-day -day things, such as straws, disposable cups, and even cereal boxes. That is the beauty of recycling. By recycling, you can help be a part of making a change and increase those numbers. Change starts with you. So let's start today. According to a study by IBM, 95% of all cybersecurity breaches result from human error. That adds up to about $3.13 million of loss in 2020 alone, and accounts for acts like downloading infected files or software and storing weak passwords in easy-to-find places. When everything is online, you can't afford to not be. Protect yourself and others online. Learn more and how at CISA.gov. From the beginning, murder mysteries have been a staple of the radio drama. Jackson Ward takes us back to the beginning of the genre 
with his murder mystery, Silver Spoon. An anniversary party is going on at the Brown household around the corner. One of the guests, George Taylor, pauses while eating his dessert, saying, Mmm, this is the best lemon pie I've ever tasted, Mary. Really? I wish my wife could do as well. It doesn't look like Sam is appreciating it too much. Goodness, dear, is my cooking that bad? Sam, your head is practically in your plate. I guess he's fallen asleep, everyone. I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's all right. Sam, Sam, sit up. I better go check on him. Sam? Sam? Goodness me, I think he's dead. How do you do? I'm Sergeant Breedlove with the Homicide Division. Where's the body? In the dining room at the table. We didn't want to move him. Hmm. You might want to get comfortable, folks. This might take a while. Hmm. Dead, all right. Peaceful, too. Who is Mrs. Brown? I am. Mind telling me what happened here? Start from the beginning. Okay. Well, we had the soup instead of the main course, which he really enjoyed. By the time we got to dessert and coffee, he was... He was dead. Okay, Miss Brown. Go sit down in the dining room, and I'll just have a look around. Hmm. An orderly person, isn't she? Stacked dishes after each course. Silverware all polished to perfection. Wait. What is this? One silver spoon that has turned black. Just when I thought this was a heart attack case. This is plain cold murder. Miss Brown? Yes, Sergeant Breedlove? I'm sorry to interrupt your little party, Mrs. Brown, but I'm sure your guests won't mind. Uh, I, I don't understand. Oh, you will. Mrs. Brown, you are under arrest for the murder of your husband. But, M Sergeant Breedlove, how do you know it was a homicide? Well... Mrs. Brown was careful to wash the soup pan and the soup dishes before she served the rest of the meals. Ah, yes. I can see that. But she forgot one thing. To wash the silver soup spoons. What she didn't realize was that an hour later, by the end of dinner, the spoon her husband had used to eat his soup would give her away. She didn't know that the poison would make the silver turn black. Mrs. Brown almost committed the perfect murder, but she forgot to wash one spoon. One in nine people worldwide go to bed hungry each night. That's why UCM students and faculty are encouraged to visit the UCM Campus Cupboard. Campus Cupboard is a volunteer-based charity dedicated to alleviating hunger and financial burdens in the UCM community. Any UCM faculty, staff member, or student who presents a valid ID may select 10 items per week from Campus Cupboard. Campus Cupboard is located in the lower level of the UCM Student Rec and Wellness Center and is open Tuesday through Thursday from 3 to 5.30 p.m.
Blood drives are a significant event. 4.5 million people need a transfusion each year. It only takes about an hour to save a life. Even one pint of blood can save up to three people's lives. So, if you want to help, please visit redcross.org to set up an appointment today. Devin Jones graduated from UCM in the spring. Seems fitting that we should wrap up today's show with a blast from the past. Here's one to tickle your funny bone. It's Abbott and Costello's. Who's on first? Well, Horkstrom, I'm going to head to Illinois with you. The baseball team's manager gave me a job as coach as long as you're on the team. Look, Jones, if you're the coach, then you must know all of the players. I certainly do. Well, I've never met the guys. Will you tell me their names? Then I'll know who's playing on the team. Well, strange as it may seem, they're giving ball players nowadays very peculiar names. Funny names? Nicknames. Strange names, like Dizzy Dean. His brother Daffy. Daffy Dean. Oh, and their French cousin? French. Goofy. Oh, Goofy Dean. Well, on the Chicago team, we have who's on first, what's on second, and I don't know's on third. That's what I want to find out. I want you to tell me the names of the fellows on the Chicago team. And I'm telling you that who's on first, what's on second, and I don't know's on third. You know the fellows' names? Yes. Well, then who's playing first? Yes. I mean the fellow's name on first base. Who? The fellow playing first base. Who? The guy on first base. Who is on first? Well, what are you asking me for? I'm not asking you. I'm telling you who's on first. I'm asking you who's on first. That's the man's name. That's whose name? Yes. Look, you got a first baseman? Certainly. Who's playing first? That's right. So when you pay the first baseman every month, who gets the money? Every dollar of it. All I'm trying to find out is the fellow's name on first base. Who? Who gets the money? He does. Every dollar of it. Sometimes his wife comes down to collect it. Whose wife? Yes. What's wrong with that? Look, Jones, all I want to know is when you sign up the first baseman, how does he sign his name? Who? The guy. Who? How does he sign? That's how he signs it. Who? Yes. All I'm trying to find out is what the guy's name on first base. No, what is on second base? I'm not asking you who's on second. Who's on first? One base at a time. Well, don't change the players around. I'm not changing nobody. Hey, take it easy, buddy. I'm only asking you who's the guy on first base. That's right. Okay. All right. What's the guy's name on first base? No, what is on second? I'm not asking you who's on second. Who's on first? I don't know. He's on third. We're not talking about him. Now, how did I get on third base? Well, you mentioned his name. If I mentioned the third baseman's name, who did I say was playing third? No, who's playing first? What's on first? What's on second? I don't know. He's on third. There I go, back on third again. Look, you got an outfield? Sure. What's the left fielder's name? Why? I just thought I'd ask you. Well, I just thought I'd tell you. I'm not. Stay out of the infield. I want to know what's the guy's name in left field. No, what is on second? I'm not asking you who's on second. Who's on first? I don't know. Third Third base. base. Got a catcher? Certainly. The catcher's name? Today and tomorrow's pitching. All we got is a couple days on the team. You know I'm a catcher too, right? So they tell me. So you're telling me that if I get behind the plate to do some fancy catching, tomorrow's pitching on my team and a heavy hitter gets up, now the heavy hitter bunts the ball. When he bunts the ball, me being a good catcher, I'm going to throw the guy out at first base, so I pick up the ball and throw it to who? That's the first thing you've said right. I don't even know what I'm talking about. That's all you have to do. Is throw the ball to first base? Yes. Now who's got it? Naturally. Look, if I throw the ball to first base, somebody's got to get it. Now who has it? Naturally. Naturally? Naturally. So if I pick up the ball and I throw it to naturally? No, you don't. You throw the ball to who? Naturally. That's different. 
That's what I said. You're not saying it. I throw the ball to naturally? You throw it to who? Naturally. That's it. That's what I said. You ask me. I throw the ball to who? Naturally. Now you ask me. You throw the ball to who? Naturally. That's it. Same as you, same as you. I throw the ball to who? Whoever it is drops the ball and the guy runs to second. Who picks up the ball and throws it to what? What throws it to I don't know. I don't know throws it back to tomorrow. Triple play. Another guy gets up and hits a long fly ball too because why? I don't know. He's on third and I don't give a damn. What? I said I don't give a damn. Oh, that's our shortstop. Thank you for joining us today on our fourth episode of Central Storytellers. We'll be back next Sunday at 6 p.m. for another fun-filled episode right here on UCM The Beat. And stay tuned for an announcement about a special holiday episode of Central Storytellers, as we know you'll enjoy. And stay tuned after this break, and we'll have a replay of last week's episode of Central Storytellers. Did you know that the University of Central Missouri has been leading innovation for nearly 150 years? With more accreditations and more qualified faculty members, our commitment to academic success is unparalleled. And we make sure every student receives the support they need to graduate on time and with less debt. So whatever opportunity you're looking for, make your impact sooner at UCM. With campuses located in Warrensburg, Lee Summit, and online. Find out more about UCM and the power of opportunity in action at ucmo.edu.